What is up, everybody? This is my podcast. My name's Oscar, and what the fuck is up? What the fuck is up? So, I spent all fucking day looking for a security job. You know, fucking... Since I started this business, I'm fucking... I'm trying to get a security job so where I can sit at like a construction site and I can just chill in the car and work on my business while uh uh like while you know so I can do my work, you know, so I can work on I don't know editing videos, uh you know, whatever I got to do for the business. And uh but the sh- the thing is is that this fucking student loans are fucking starting to come in are gonna start coming in April and I gotta start fucking paying those shit so I need a fucking job ASAP if you know of a job let me fucking know because I gotta start paying the student loan off that's 20 grand I think 25 grand for that thing and yeah I gotta start paying that fucking thing man and so I I applied at fucking Olin in Palm Springs, and that shit was fucking deep in fucking Palm Springs. I was fucking running late. I thought I was going to be able to pick my brother up uh, from school. I thought I was going to take 30 minutes. Shit, I fucking went in there. That shit fucking take me 20 minutes. As I got off the highway from on, you know, the the exit going into Palm Springs, I like that long desert strip right there next to the big old windmills fucking I thought it would take maybe 30 minutes and the whole thing go in apply get interviewed out now halfway through that I was like oh hell no fucking I'm not gonna be able to fucking it's gonna take me at least an hour and a half hour to fucking do all this shit so fucking my brother had to walk home that's good that's alright though it's good for him you know he needs adversity in his life you know he doesn't he plays video games all day and doesn't need to do anything so he, he literally, he literally fucking gets to use my dad's card whenever the hell he wants to buy Uber Eats, fucking, uh, you know, buy shit on the Xbox, and he just fuck he's living life right now. I keep telling him, I, I always say that whenever he goes by, whenever he orders shit, just, just living life, huh, buddy? Just fucking living life. And, uh, yeah. Hold on. So, is it me or my fucking forehead is shiny? I don't know. But, yeah. I'm fucking, is my shit fucking frozen? I think this shit might be fucking frozen. I don't know, we're going to continue with the audio form at least, and, uh, so yeah, that's what's going on with that, I'm trying to get a fucking job ASAP, I had a fucking, um, I had a fucking sanitation job, uh, fucking, basically, basically a janitor, but I was cleaning equipment for a fucking yogurt factory and fucking my mom told me she's like if you wait three months you can get fucking you can get workers compensation because I was saying I was you know I have a little back a little back problem that uh happened in San Diego when I went to go visit my older brother with my mom my brother my mom and my younger brother and my fucking brother hit me with the go-kart we're we're using that little fucking word uh you know, we're doing a little go-kart fucking, you know, shit, I don't know what the fuck it's called, we, we, you know, we did it, they fucking, we paid whatever to do that shit, and then fucking, we're, so we're doing this shit, and I'm fucking beating this motherfucker, I'm fucking, I'm racing through the fucking shit, I'm fucking beating his ass, just fucking going in and out of my fucking turns, and fucking, so I'm going, and I, but, like, I just get a little bit too, you know, excited, and I fucking spin the fuck out, because I'm going fast, and I do a hard turn, just, at the, I don't know, I just thought it would be fun, and then fucking, so I spin out, and these go-karts are going, like, 20, 25 miles an hour, whatever the fuck they're going, and I spin out, and 
you know, I spit out in front of him, and there I am, fucking horizontal to the fucking track, you know, and he just fucking goes straight at me, and boom, just fucking, just fucking hits me, and these seats are like, you know, curved, so you can have like a good, you know, almost like, like a race car seat, so you can like fit in there good, and fucking, and he fucking hits me, and my fucking spine just fucking goes, you know, sways, because the seat, you know, has my, my, my lower spine kind of, you know, positioned in there, and my upper spine just goes to the left, and fucking, I feel a little, like, I feel like a little, I want to say, I don't want to say a prick, but I feel like it's a little, not, not even a crack, but just a, a nice strain on my, my spine, my mid-spine, and he's right there just smiling like a fucking idiot, <laughs> and, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm like, I fucking, I just got whiplash, and I was like, holy shit, and it was fine, though, like, I could just, I could walk and everything, it was cool, but damn, a little bit hard, who knows what the fuck would happened, and, um, and ever since then, you know, if I work out really hard, I'm doing, like, lat, if I'm doing, like, lat pulls, or, I don't know what that shit called, um, I don't know if I'm if I'm using my back, you know, if I'm using my back pretty good. Uh I'll feel it every now and again. And then at my at my job, I would have to clean shit like buckets, like fucking 50 buckets, you know, with like yogurt in them. And I would have to I would have to be sitting down, leaning down. I would have to use these, you know, the hoses and I'd have to pick up fucking 25-pound rugs, you know, so people want to slip on there and shit and I'd be a lot of it would be a lot of, you know, bending down and picking shit up and um and eventually you know towards the end I was like fuck my back's starting to fucking hurt you know and then so I told my mom about it she's like she's like you should she's like you should wait she's like wait until you hit three months and you know and uh and um you can get workers compensation so I called cause I wasn't I wasn't hired directly through them I was hired through a, a staffing agency so I called the staffing agency and I wasn't going, I didn't want to, uh, I wasn't going to, I, at that point I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to pull the trigger, I was just like, let me just see what's going on with the, with the workers' compensation policy, and I, so I asked, and they're like, oh, that, we're going to call you back about that, and the next day they fucking, they fired me, and, um, so if it wasn't for that, I'd still be working maybe 25 to 30 hours a week. But that happened, and ever since then I've been doing little jobs here and there. But I need something in the evenings, and you know, just I just nothing that's that stuck that has stuck. So I'm hoping you know I applied all day at a fuck at these security jobs, and I'm just hoping that you know one of these can stick and I can fucking get a full-time job while I work on the business, that would be fucking great, and, you know, we'll see how it goes, I'm fucking, I'm doing this, I'm fucking gonna, I think I'm gonna keep applying, I'm not even gonna do any fucking videos until I get the, a good job, um, cause I need to start paying that, that student loan off, um, but, but yeah, so, that's that, work, Applied all day. Um, what else? Oh yeah, worked out. I work out every morning. I, I always try to work out. It's like I, I want, I want to get like a, I want to get a six pack. I feel like it's fucking hard for me though to get a fucking six pack, and I'm starting to eat carbs again because I was eating mostly protein and fats, you know. There's three, there's three macronutrients. There's fats, proteins, and carbohydrates. The three sources, main sources of fuel. Um, and, you know, for a long time I was going high fat diet, trying to go with keto. And, uh, and I was, I was, I heard that, you know, going high fats, you can get, you know, you lose, your body goes in ketosis and starts burning fat. And, you know, you get, you know, you get, you lose fat in your body, and I was thinking, okay, I lose fat, and I'll get ripped. But you know, I did it for a while. I did that shit for like four or five months or whatever, and it just I wasn't seeing the results. 
maybe I, I mean I'd eat a little bit of carbs here and there or a little bit too much protein but I don't know for the I was like it, it just wasn't working so um I started I, start, I just started going high protein thinking you know okay I want to get this protein in and I want to just gain muscle now you know I just want to gain muscle I want to gain muscle and I'll be ripped that way you know but I've been eating protein for a while now and also that's not working I feel like I'm not seeing as much I'm not building as much muscle as I should have you know as I should have been so what I'm starting to do now is I'm eating high fat and mid protein no high protein like 33% fat in the mornings and then I'll start eating carbs in the afternoon and then I'll have carbs at night so I can you know bulk up a little bit and I'll try to cut down but a lot of these fucking, a lot of these fucking diets just fucking aren't working, or maybe I'm not doing it right. I'm not sure, but I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see the, you know, me building a little bit more muscle now that I'm putting some carbs in at night, and then in the after, <clears throat> and in the afternoon. Um, but one thing I will say is that fucking uh, yogurt, yogurt really is good for you. I, I searched up, you know, back in the day. I, I would always, I'm always searching up shit like, you know, what's good to eat and all that. And something I heard was from Joe Rogan. I heard this from Joe Rogan too that yogurt is good for your gut biome, uh, your gut health biome. And um, what that is, I guess, is you know, basically your stomach is, you know, has its own like. I don't know, fucking thing going on of its own, and you want to keep that healthy, and one way to do that is eat yogurt, I guess probiotics, probiotics is a thing that, you know, kind of keeps your body and stomach, I guess, I guess your stomach, like, healthy, and I started eating that, I felt like, I don't know, every time before I ate that, and I was eating, you know, high fat or high protein or whatever it was, I felt my stomach was empty and just weak, and now I want to eat these, the yogurt every morning, it's like, my stomach just feels stronger there's no way to put it other than my stomach feels more at ease it feels stronger um i feel i honestly feel i feel more stable you know i feel more stable uh, i feel stronger uh i feel calmer um and i don't know it's really i think it's really good for you well it's done i feel like it's done really good pretty good for me um, so probiotics, basically yogurt. If you want to know about stuff like that, you know, check, you know, Google good uh, healthy yogurts. I just get the one that has 12 grams of protein because I need a lot of protein. I need a lot of protein to, to gain muscles, gain muscle. Um, but yeah, so get your yogurt in. That's what I do. I eat broccoli mostly in the morning and in the afternoon. Um, I eat high chicken in the afternoon with eggs and then ranch and then I have the orange and I'll have my multivitamin and my iron my iron pill um and yeah you know and then I'll work out I have these little caffeine capsules that have pure caffeine in it and then I have uh another vitamin I have another vitamin shit it's called uh squincher zero zero this shit is like powder form and I feel like it's really, like, I get to mix this shit in with my, with my caffeine and I get just the right amount of caffeine that I need. Like, a lot, sometimes I feel like I, I can get too much caffeine that it's not good, like, it's just not good. And, uh, but with this, I get these vitamins. I got this from, I was working a part, a job, and, uh, and they had this in the cabinet. So they're like, yeah, get whatever you want. And I tried it and it really woke me up. And so I've been using this shit, gluten-free, 100% vitamin C. No sugar or calories. So, I use this shit right there. And then I also use a few more things, little things that help, you know, that help performance and exercise. Put all that all together and I, I turn on in the morning. And I drink a lot of water. I've been drinking more water and I've been feeling really good, honestly. In the mornings when I'm, like, researching what I should do for business. Like, I go on YouTube and I listen to a lot of Gary Vee and, uh... You know, and water has really been helping me, like, to f stay focused and in the zone. It's crazy how much water has been helping me. Um, but, yeah. 
So that's right in the morning. I, I'm starting to get. I, I used to only eat breakfast and lunch or dinner, and now I'm eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner again, as like I used to. I'm start. I, I think I'm gonna start building up those calories, start getting more calories in, bulking up, and then I'm going to um, try to cut down. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, that's what I eat. I just had I had some pizza today though, and I also had like a sugar bread. I do pretty good with my diet, but every now and again, of course, you just you know you just grab a little something, you know. That pizza was pretty good, but I gave the rest to my dogs. My mom brought some home from work. Proud of my mom; she's working more. Really proud of her for doing that because she wasn't getting as much work, and she went to go find another job. So it's really good for her. If you're listening, mom, I'm proud of you, for sure. Um, what else? Got a haircut. Look good. Look good. Yeah. And so I applied for at least fucking seven jobs. It's not 15, like 15, but there's this one company site, Allied, uh, Allied Universal Security. And I applied to a whole bunch of jobs, but I went to go check the status of them. And they said continue. For some reason, I guess they, a lot of them didn't submit. But I'm gonna call them in a few days and I'm gonna tell them, yo, I applied for a lot of these jobs where I don't know what's going on with the thing and fucking, you know, see what we can do about it. But, but yeah, so fucking, we'll see what happens there. Um, man, I just, I, I always look up shit about sports and the Raiders and fucking wow I mean what are we gonna do in the fucking draft we got three picks uh should we fucking take Kyler Murray and try to move up and get him honestly I don't think it's a good move I honestly don't think it's a good move um I think the Raiders stay at four I think the Raiders stay at four or maybe move down. This is let's just throw some scenarios out there. So Cardinals go number one, they get uh I don't know, let's say they get let's say they get Kyler Murray. Boom. And then of course they're gonna trade Rosen to somebody who knows who. But so Cardinals go Kyler Murray. Four Niners go uh what four Niners go? 49ers go oh cause they cause they got D Ford or they got someone off the edge in free agency I think it was D Ford or Houston or somebody from the Kansas City Chiefs one of those DNs let's say they go since they got a DN elite passing rushing DN from what I'm hearing um I think he is that pretty good too um <clears throat> as you know right he's in the AFC West so they already got elite pass rusher out on the edge I would say they go uh, Quinnen Williams who's a proven guy from this year you know Nick Boza was injured you know I think that makes him drop just a little bit in people's eyes just a little bit he didn't get to play this year you know he didn't get to play so Quinnen Williams dominated best graded player by PFF uh, by everybody else and you know an elite D tackle. So you got someone on the edge, you get an elite D tackle. You got a great looking D line. I'd say I think that's really good. That's a win. that's a really good win. Be balanced, you know. You don't you know, you can get another elite edge, but why not throw a little throw someone in the middle and be have a good balance in there. Cuz if cuz imagine this. Imagine you have D Ford or Houston whoever's whoever's on the edge over there. And we have them. On, they have them on the offensive side, offensive right end, defensive left end. Right, that's the scenario. And then, uh, and then you have Quentin Williams uh, in the middle. It's like you. Good chances are that if they're gonna run, they're gonna want to run to the left or a lot of stuff. They're gonna want to kind of go shy away from those guys, right? So you kind of know a lot what they're gonna want to, where they're gonna want to lean. And I know if you get another elite, another elite edge rusher, it's like, you know, where you got you got both sides covered. But I don't know that, that that's 
I think it's I think it's really good, you know, to to get someone in the middle if you have someone on the edge already. I guess you can't really lose, but let's just say you get they get Quinn Williams, proven, proven guy, right? Um, so Jets are next, and they go they go they go Bosa, because I heard they need uh, edge rusher. They go Bosa, you know why not? He's one of the best, right? I think he's like ranked fourth by NFL right now. He's the fourth ranked player, or the third, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I think fourth. And then so. The Raiders, I think, you know, uh, the Raiders would get, you know, Josh Allen. Let's get fucking Josh Allen. He looks like a good player to me. You know, you you know, he can drop back into coverage. Uh, um, he can rush the passer. I don't know. He just looks like a good player to me. Uh, he has a kid, so he might, you know, his maturity might be pretty good you know he doesn't want to do anything dumb to get him in trouble and that going into the nfl he's gonna want to take care of his family um that's that's where i think we go there i know we just draft we just signed free agent from the giants a dn from the giants but i'm not sure i think i heard something about him being a good defensive end but not the best pass rusher <clears throat> josh allen and potentially be an elite pass rusher I say we go with Josh Allen. We got P.J. Hall in the middle, D-tackle, nose-tackle. We got Maurice Hurst, who is going to be, who I think has potential to be great pass rushing three technique. Arden Key, who can hopefully make, make a good amount of progress from last year. And that's a pretty good starting D-line right there, in my opinion. And Paul Gunther's 4-3 scheme. Um, next, I think... You know, we got, we got, who is it, Montez Burfett or something like that from the Bengals, who, you know, he's a free agent. Uh, we signed him, but he has like a, he had like, he's been on the decline for the past three years. He didn't want to sign him to a one-year deal. Um, and we have Tahir Whitehead also in the middle. That's two, that's two, um, you know, that's two linebackers right there. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? How good Burfitt or Vont? I'm not sure his name. Damn it! If you know his name and you want to say it, or write it in the comments. You know, go ahead. And so I think for sure, Tyre Whitehead can be a decent starter. He looked like a leader last year from the games I saw. He looked like a pretty good leader. So, and then we got at safety. We got Carl Joseph and we got Lamarcus Joyner, and I think Damian Harris. Dave, Damian Harris. I'm not sure. We got another. We got pretty good safeties back there. Let's see how they do this year. They graded pretty good last year. I think all three. Not, not Lamarcus Joyner. I think Lamarcus Joyner did average. By he graded like 73 percent by PFF. And then we got Gary Conley on the corner, who looks like who can be a quality starter. We got Nick Nelson in the, in the slot, but he didn't do that great yet last year either, though. Um, Rashawn Melvin's going somewhere else. I heard he's signing somewhere else. So I honestly feel like we have, uh, at defense at least, we have the starting linebacker position open, a corner position, the other corner position open across from Garon Conley, and possibly slot corner, you know. So, that's let's just say, let's not say slot corner. Let's just wait and see how Nick Nelson develops. And that is, uh, what is that? That's linebacker and corner left. You know, this is a heavy defense, heavy defense uh, heavily defensive draft. You know, most players are, are most high players are, high graded players are on defense. But on the offensive side, we could still use a guard. We could still use a running back. We could still use a tight end and a slot receiver who I think we could maybe just plug someone you know else in that we already have. So let's just say guard, tight end, and guard, tight end, and running back. And I think someone who might think some people who who might be available at 24 and 27 and 36 are going to be someone like. Uh, Maybe DeAndre Baker, hopefully. He's pretty good. Um, 
who else? Devin Bush possibly might be available at 24, maybe 27. Um, Cody Ford, I heard, could be a good guard. Um, who else? Um, what's his name? Josh Jacobs isn't going to be there. I think he's like ranked like 11th or 12th, you know, by NFL.com overall. <clears throat> Um, Julian Love, I think, might be available. Byron Murphy might be available. Highest grade cornerback last year by PFF. Um, Devin Bush, linebacker, might be available. Uh, Noah Fant, if I didn't say that. Those guys, I think we should be looking at moving forward in um, into the draft. Those are the... I feel like, you know, those... At least... If we don't get some of those guys right there, we get, um, we get those positions: D end, linebacker, corner, guard, tight end, and running back. And we have five. We have three picks this year in the first draft. We can basically say four picks, base almost four picks in the first draft, right? We have thirty-six picks in the first. We have four picks in the first thirty-six picks. That's basically four. And then we have two picks in the first draft next year. It's like we we should we ha we have to be able to fill we can fill these need those needs. I think that's what it looks like, right? Because Ronnie Hudson, center starter, Derek Carr. I believe in him. I believe he's gonna he's gonna do well. If he doesn't get hurt. Right tackle, Gabe Jackson. I mean, right guard, Gabe Jackson. Right tackle, uh, Colin Miller. Left tackle, Trent Brown. Uh, starting receiver Antonio Brown uh, other receiver Williams who's our running back Richard you know the two little to the two smaller running backs and then like that running back that people are talking about who you know that was I think unrestricted free agent coming into or not unrestricted free agent um, undrafted player like he could possibly but I mean I haven't seen anything other than the preseason play from last year, I don't even know the guy's name, the running back, but he's like a heavier dude, like a like a almost like a um, the running back from the Jags. Um, so that's those the starting lineup for offense: right guard, running back, tight end. Those are the holes. Linebacker: we have Arden Key, Maurice Hurst, P.J. Hall, and then. The DN, I don't even know who the DN is. We got Tier Whitehead at linebacker, Markel Lee at linebacker, Carl Joseph, Marcus Joyner, uh, safeties, uh, Garon Conley, corner, uh, Nick Nelson, corner. I don't even know who the next corner is going to be, the one on the outside, outside on the other side from uh, Garon Conley. That's it. Those are, the, those are the positions of need. Um, corner. Linebacker, D end. If I had to put him by position, ring by position, um, D end, corner, linebacker. At least that's on on the defensive side of the ball. And then an offense guard, running back, tight end. I would say if I had to rank them, maybe I'd go D end. Maybe oh D end corner. There's stats coming out by PFF saying that corner might actually be more important than the end. That's what I'm from hearing. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that. That's what I believe. That's just what I'm hearing. Um, Fadarankum, DN, corner. Uh, maybe tight end. And then probably has to be a tie between running back and linebacker, depending on what you think we should do. Is, you know, depending what you you think we should do. So that's six positions of need and we have that in the coming draft which I think we, we should be able to hit on these we shouldn't be able to hit on these but you know who, who am I to say you know I'm 27 years old fucking played in high school one year and couldn't play again because my grades who am I to say um but I love football that's for sure uh I don't know. Whatever you guys think, 
I'd love to hear, you know, somebody else's opinion on that. But, you know, yeah. So I'm here in my room, chilling. Should I take a shot? Hell no, because I gotta go see pretty soon. Oh man. You know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about aliens. I want to, you know, about the ancient aliens and how, um, how so many, some people are coming forward think, saying that, or thinking that it's possible that, um, it's possible that, uh, it, that aliens might have had something to do with building the pyramids. You know, it's that, sh that show called Ancient Aliens. It's like, maybe they did. I mean, I don't know, but like, they, ancient aliens and the people on there, the thing about, the, the thing that they say is that they're just asking questions, they're not making any statements, is that, you know, is it possible, is it possible that aliens have once come here, and the, and my, my answer to that is, yeah, anything's possible, right, you know, it's, anything really is possible, it's possible that there are aliens out there in the universe, I mean, I honestly believe there's no way to dismiss that, you know, because first of all, we are so, our civilization is so young, we haven't even begun to, I think, realize how big the universe actually is, like, we don't, we, we have not been able to look at every uh, star and uh, planet, or star system and see these, you know, these planets. For sure. So we there's no way we can know yet, you know. And maybe there isn't, but I'm I honestly lean on the side of there probably is. Maybe maybe we're the first ones. Maybe there's only like another there's only like maybe there's only one more civilization that has started, you know. Uh or maybe, you know, there's three or maybe or maybe there's a, a few thousand or who knows, you know, maybe we're the first but more are to come, you know, and they're they're just little microorganisms and they're just starting to form, you know. Who knows? But I honestly think that we're, you know, there has at least be one out there besides us. If not, if we if we are the only uh, only advanced, you know, civilization, then shit, that'd be pretty crazy, you know. But I honestly, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. But I lean a little bit towards the side of there probably is some out there. You know, and um, and the, uh, another thing that they point out a lot too in that show, Ancient Aliens, is that and all and a lot of these ancient like um, depictions and descriptions of anything is that there's always some type of thing coming out of the sky, whether it's God in a cloud of thunder, uh, you know, coming down from the heavens. Or, you know, in, in, um, or like, you know, the, the Asian, um, the old Asian stories of, you know, the dragons coming down from the sky with, you know, breathing fire, you know, and it could be, it could, I think it could, it could be possible that, you know, as an alien spaceship zooming down from space and it's like, and it's, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's uh, moving and it looks like a lizard because it has a long tail and it's on fire and it's causing smoke. I think that makes a little bit of sense to me, but also could just be an asteroid, you know. Like, that could also just be an asteroid. Um, but I, mean, I can see the, the sense there. And then... Um, uh, and then also they, they they say that all these pyramids are made and I think I don't know how heavy these freaking these blocks are for these uh for these pyramids, but I heard it's something like, you know, a hundred tons or something like that, or I don't know how many tons for each block and how heavy that actually is. It's like like not even modern not even modern day equipment like these big bulldozers can lift these things, you know. And uh, and that would be hard for these. It would be hard for us to build it. And how is it that these civilizations did it? You know, how many thousands of years ago? 
where, you know, they barely had fucking, there's barely any evidence of them having, like, uh, you know, any type of tools to, like, make anything, you know? So, I don't know. I think it's possible, but who knows? I mean, but we haven't seen any. I haven't seen any. And there's these video. There's a lot of videos online. There is one. Vi there is one uh, video on YouTube. If you search it, it's called. Uh, it's called. I don't know what it's called, but search Asia. Uh, UFO and airport, and you, these pictures look really. I've seen a lot of. I feel like I could tell the difference between fake videos, or pictures between real ones. And if you look at these pictures, you can tell that there's nothing. These pictures are not, you know, edited at all. They're just regular pictures. It's just one picture. Nothing has been put in it. And, uh, that, that, and it looks, and it's like a fucking, it's like a fucking circle fucking spaceship. A fucking, like, levitating in the fucking air. And it's fucking, um, it has like a light beaming down and uh it was on the news apparently in japan and the airport actually had to be um shut down because of it it was in like in the airspace of the airport and it looks fucking it looks that thing that one looks real if i could say you know anything any you know videos are real that one would be one of them i've seen i feel like i've seen some that look just fake you can tell it just looks fake you know for whatever reason and uh but this one though this one like no joke looks like like it doesn't at least for sure nothing has been that video has hasn't been edited now i want to look for it really quick asia airport port ufo Let's see if I can find it really quick. It used to be on the top before. Oh, here it is. Update: massive ship over. Massive ship over France, China, and Australia. Five three seventeen. Let me see here. Whoa! That looks fucking crazy. See, the beginning of this video is showing a, a cigar-like um, light with, like, little dots, you know, and that looks kind of like the, that looks kind of like the, the pictures I saw before from the Asian airport, uh, and I think that one's, I think that's in here too, but it looks just like that one, so. Also been doing Let's some digging, trying to find any similar UFO sightings that may link to this one, and I think that I have found it, so. There's actually a couple different times that this UFO or this type of UFO have been sighted. Yeah, I see. The first was that of a sighting that occurred back in 2010 over a China airport yeah, that see. actually caused the airport to shut down. Yep. And we actually have a news report from ABC News talking about this. So go ahead and check this out and we'll talk more in just a second. A UFO in China's skies forced Xiaoshan Airport to stop operations on July 7th. Outbound flights were grounded yep, after the unidentified flying object was detected by a flight crew. The incident has captured the attention of Chinese media. Theories about the UFO's identity are burning up on the internet as well. They include everything from a hidden U.S. bomber to an elaborate man-made hoax. 
For now, the UFO continues to be a mystery. See, if you see this one, this, you can tell this picture, these pictures are not edited. And it's crazy how li how strong those lights are, how focused they are. It is not edited. And the photographs within, which I'm showing you some more high-resolution versions of here, this looks like the exact same UFO that we saw in yesterday's video. So, reading from the article on ABC News, which was entitled, UFO in China Skies Prompts Investigation, the report went on to state that an unidentified object forced the Zelshan Airport in Hangzhou, China, to cease operations on July 7, 2010. A flight crew preparing for a descent first detected the object at around 8.40 p.m. and notified air traffic control. Aviation authorities responded within minutes, grounding outbound flights and diverting inbound flights to airports in Ningbo and Wuxi. Over 18 flights were affected. Though normal operations resumed an hour later, the incident captured the attention of the Chinese media and sparked a firestorm of speculation on the UFO's identity. One internet user from China wrote, quote, It is a hidden U.S. bomber flying toward China. Another one wrote, In my opinion, the UFO is neither a U.S. missile nor a Russian satellite. Some believed it was an extraterrestrial craft, while others scoffed at the idea, saying, quote, that this was clearly a man-made phenomenon. But would the United States and Russia risk provoking China's anger by firing a missile or a satellite rocket in China's skies? The article further goes on to state that, fueling speculations further, Hangzhou residents released photos taken in the afternoon before the delays of a hovering object bathed in golden light and exhibiting a comet-like tail. Less than an hour before the Zhaoshan airport shut down, residents said they saw a flying object emitting red and white rays of light. Now. As you guys are looking at these photos and uh, the clip from yesterday's video, I think it's undeniable that this is either the exact same craft or something similar to it, of the same make, if you will. And as far as the 2010 sighting goes, the top researchers of the Beijing UFO Research Society and the Shanghai UFO Investigative Research Center have since traveled to the airport and the area to study the phenomenon with no clear answers as of yet. So that's for starters. And we've seen these UFOs shut down Chinese airports many times in the past. Now, you might be saying, well, why don't we often see UFOs shutting down American airports? And well, that's because America is more secretive about it. And oftentimes, they do not report when an airport is shut down. And if they do, they often cover it up as something natural and so mundane that the news never ends up picking up on it. But China is a different story. And the media in China is much more comfortable talking about UFOs and have a large majority of the population that are very open in their belief that aliens exist, unlike what we see in the American media, where the UFO subject is made a mockery of, as are the people who talk about it and research it or who voice their belief in it. And it's really sad. And that's one of the worst things about living in America is the secrecy. We love the freedom, but at the same time, do we really have freedom? And as of late, and the more and more I research, I would have to say no. So, as I did further research, I recalled a UFO sighting that I reported on way back in the early days of the Secure Team channel. And that was of a UFO that was captured over the gold... That's kind of true, right? You know... If, you know, a lot, a lot of times, you know, people might be scrutinized for kind of believing that, you know, it's like, Marcus want is like kind of like a no-nonsense kind of like, oh, that's kind of believing in fairy tales type of thing, right? I mean, I don't, for me, I don't, there's not so much evidence but I, I haven't even looked into it yet i've seen the ancient aliens uh i've seen that ancient aliens show and there's some things on there that i feel like are compelling and i feel like there's some things that are not um from what i remember and i don't know but 
that can make sense in this video. Um, all right, let's. I want to continue this. Coast of Australia. So check out this clip from that video. Whoa, that video looks crazy too. If you're seeing this video, it looks like the same type of aircraft flying over some city. Kind of cigar shaped. All oh, these pictures. Look, these pictures look really crazy. Like, they're not edited. These are ones that you ha I really have to look at and say, what is that? What is that? You know? Because that is a big... That's just crazy. It's like hovering. I can give you this 10 grand. And or I can give you a way to make 10 grand a month. Forever. This is how I would... I think it's going off into the distance. In the All video. Right, so this was captured via a webcam on a residential home right on the Gold Coast of Australia. And I believe I posted this video in early 2014. So this actually happened after the Chinese UFO sighting. So excuse me for that. So this was more recent. And again, we see what looks like a very similar UFO, bright, shining beams of light coming down, same sort of cigar-like shape hovering over the beach here in an eerie display that truly makes the hairs on my neck stand up every time I go back and watch this clip, which is an oldie but goodie, probably one of my favorite UFO sightings that I've ever featured on the channel. And again, all three of these sightings are just so mind-blowing. And, you know, hopefully as I'm digging up more information and, and talking with you guys, I've been getting a lot of emails since yesterday's video. And we're going to figure this thing out. So I want you guys all to keep your cameras at the ready because you never know when we'll see something like this again. And I want someone to catch it on video and send it to me. All right. So that is what we know so far. We have two other sightings that look very similar to this one that is purported to have happened over France, although I'm not so sure about that location, and we also don't know the timestamp. So, at least with these two other UFO sightings, they are corroborating this first sighting much more. Whereas in the beginning, I didn't know if it was a CGI hoax, I didn't know what it was, and it still could be. But the fact that we have two other confirmed real sightings that look very similar, I am definitely starting to lean towards us truly having a bona fide smoking gun UFO sighting here. So, I just wanted to share that update with you guys. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. And by the way, as far as yesterday's video where I was giving you guys a glimpse into the secure team email inbox and just all of the messages that I have. If you see these videos, they look real. Like, it just looks like the first one, the video, it's like light, kind of like flickering, kind of like moving a little bit. I can't tell that one too much. It looks like a video that hasn't been edited or cropped or anything, but oh, I don't want to try to tell. But the Australian, when he's talking about the Australian video or webcam pictures, that one looks just like he said, smoky gun. There's nothing fake about that. And it looks 
I don't know, it looks like a video that's real. I don't know, who knows? What do you guys think? If you listen to this, please leave a comment. Tell me what you guys think. I want to hear about it. If you're if you're in the um if you're in the Coachella Valley, I would you can be on this podcast. Let's talk about let's we can talk about if aliens are real. What do you think? What do you think about this ancient alien show? Some of those ancient alien shows are pretty if not anything, at least interesting about some of the stuff that they bring up for sure. Like I think on the first episode they they had like a a little plane type of thing made like a super long time ago and it was a plane it was looked like a plane where they said in a time where nobody ever like made planes nobody knew anything about aerodynamics so how could they make a, pl- uh, a little toy plane that's so aerodynamic and um and uh so where did they see that from you know the question is that did they see it from the sky, they see in the sky a, a UFO flying to a sky. You know, that's that's the very I think that's the very first episode they've ever they ever aired. I think and I think it's possible. I think it's an interesting question, right? It's like why did somebody so long ago make it when, you know, we had no idea they had no nobody had any idea of aerodynamics most likely because they didn't even have tools. Um why did they make it? Right? And uh, I think it's it's possible. Either, maybe they saw a bird, but the thing is, is that on this little toy thing, there's like a on the end, on the back end of the of it, there's like like a bird will have like you know little flaps going across, but this one has one vertical going straight up. So I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it's definitely interesting. There's there's other stuff too about how like in Peru they have those big like images of birds and the you know little alien big eyes or whatever it's like you know who knows who knows um, but I think like I said it's definitely interesting let's talk more football um, now I, I talk a lot of football. Antonio Brown. I think Antonio Brown's a good signing. I think Antonio Brown's a um, a pretty good signing. Um, I think for what we got him for a third and a fifth round, that's for sure a good si- signing. And we might as well. And I honestly think what I think about this is we might as well spend because we're gonna cut these players. Might as well good get good players while we can because we're gonna cut. Well, you know, if we pay them their guarantee money, we're gonna we could just cut them from um we can just cut them after their guarantee money's up and then we'll have no dead cap on the on the roster on the salary cap and um and we can just hire new players to fill the positions, you know. And so right now that we have so much money, might as well use the money. We can only use I think a hundred and twenty five million every year or whatever the number is. And might as well use it because it's going to be the same amount next, you know, the next, what you know, years moving forward. You know, it's going to be the same. So I say go ahead and hire Antonio Brown, pay him his money, um, get the best players we can. Because it looks like we got some pretty good players. Antonio Brown, we got Lamarcus Joyner, who we got on a cheap deal. Um, and we got we got Williams, the receiver from San Diego. I think we paid him a decent amount of money. I'm not sure though. Um, we got Trent Brown, who we are paying a lot of money to, and um, which is fine. Pay him his guaranteed money, and then you know, when after we pay him that guaranteed money, you know, if he's not not if he's not up to snow, we cut him. You know, it's just it's just the way it is. You know, and. Um, and then we draft. I think we draft the players that we need. And then after those draft, those draft, those draft picks are gonna still gonna be in their rookie contracts after two or three years. And then those these players that we signed, you know, if they're not cutting it, we can just cut them. And then we'll have no dead cap, no uh, dead money on the cap space. And we could just move. You know, if we don't like them, we could just move forward. You know, 
Hold on, let me close my window real quick. So, you know, you just, I think it's, I think it's a, it's fine, you know, these moves that we made, I think it's fine that these moves that we made, you know, is if we're making this team, if we're making the team better, if the team plays better as a whole, you know, it's going to make these rookie players better, you know, it's going to make them better because they're, they're going to be, if they're playing better as a whole, we're going to be winning more. It's gonna make them winning's gonna make them feel is gonna make them wanna, you know, play better and I think it's a great scenario because if we didn't sign Antonio Brown, if we didn't sign Trent Brown, um, then you know we wouldn't be as good and you know we would have these rookies trying to support or actually have Derek Carr support these rookies by driving down the field with I don't know with what's uh, what's his name. Nelson as a top receiver, I think I think honestly think it's better than signing these players is better than not signing these players. I honestly do. I honestly do. We just have to hit on these positions that we need. I think we need to hit on D end. We need to hit on corner. And then on the, and the, at least in this year, on whatever other two picks that we get in at. At twenty seven and at thirty six or thirty five, whatever it is, whatever two other guys we get at those uh, at those picks, we have to hit on them. We should be able to hit on I think a D end and the at number four. If not, then I hope we hit on somebody, whatever position, whatever you know, whatever whoever it is. Um, make it maybe it's Rashad Rashawn Gary, maybe it's Rashawn Gary. I hope. I honestly haven't studied enough to be able to decide that if it's if he's a good pick or not. But I just feel like from what I've heard, the hype is all around Nick Bosa, Jonah Williams, uh, Kyler Murray, and Josh Allen. Like those are like the ones that ever that, and Josh Allen is not even he he was hyped up for a little bit, but the real hype is Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa, and and uh. Quinnen Williams, those are the big ones, and then of course there's there's DK Metcalf, who's like com people are comparing him to uh, Calvin Johnson, who I I could I could see that he's a f freaking huge, but uh, but who who's gonna grab him at at within the first four? I'm not sure anybody will. Maybe, maybe they'll you know maybe 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 Cardinals will fucking get him at number one. You know, he's fucking good. He looks like... If you're comparing him to, to Calvin Johnson... Calvin Johnson was Megatron. He, I mean... That's a good freaking player right there. I mean, it makes sense. You know, draft a receiver for your starting... For your new franchise QB. It makes sense to me. But, I don't know if they'll do that. And... Hopefully we get we get Josh Allen. Or Nick Bosa, and if we can, if if that can happen, I think we can get a good cornerback. I honestly like Byron Murphy. You know, it's not too, you know, not too undersized. I don't think he's undersized at all. I'm not sure. I, I haven't even researched that much, but we get an edge rusher, and then we get cover, a cover, a cover person. Like it's a passing league. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense, you know. It's like that makes perfect sense. You rush the quarterback, you get you get the quarterback in a hurry, and you have somebody good cover. You have a good cover team out there. It's like it's it's gonna it, it'll improve us so much. It really it's really gonna improve us, improve this team. I think that is really gonna improve us. Um, and then at at twenty seven and, and uh, 35 or 36, whatever it is, go ahead, get a linebacker or get a running back or get a tight end or get a guard. Honestly, we have like four starting offensive linemen already. Rodney Hudson, I heard, is one of the best centers in the league. Proven guy already right there. 
Trent Brown did good at in with Patriots. I'm not honestly don't know how how he's gonna do though. And but if he's not doesn't do good after two years, cut him. I would say just cut him. Uh, and then um, as long as there's no dead dead money, at least not that much. Um, and then right right guard Gabe Jackson, quality start. I think quality starter. Right tackle Colin Miller. I think could come along. I think it looks it looks like a decent line. So maybe guard isn't who, where we go. Or maybe it is because, or, you know, because maybe Colin, maybe Colin, uh, Colin Miller and Trent Brown aren't, you know, maybe they turn out to not be the best. And um, then maybe we just, so maybe we just go guard. But I honestly think we have so much at, on the line. It's like four out of the five are already filled with good players. Maybe we go tight end running back or, or linebacker. And you can have your picks there because there's no offense. There's uh, TJ Hawkinson, who I think is probably going to go like maybe before 20, though. And then there's going to be Josh Jacobs, who, you know, is probably going to be, um, who's probably going to be gone before 22. So we'll see what happens and then, you know, move forward. But I got to go to sleep because, yeah, I'm seeing that time. So I'll see you guys.